All right, good evening, everyone, and thank you very much for joining us tonight. I'll just do a quick sound check. If someone can confirm they can hear me, thank you, Danny. Uh, looks like sound is good. So thank you very much for taking the time to join us tonight. Uh, for those of you that are attending this session for the first time, welcome. Uh, those that can do is a session that uh, we run every Tuesday night. We invite a different trader along each week to discuss uh, their journey as a trader, uh, to learn insights from their experiences, find out a little bit about what they view, what they're trading. Uh, it's an open forum. We really encourage you to ask questions. And uh, yeah, we get a range of people. We've had uh, the uh, ASX on, uh, market makers, some of the biggest uh, private traders in Australia, uh, plenty of professional traders, funds managers and the like. And um, tonight we've asked OJ on. And uh, OJ works in the Reach Trading Premium team. Uh, he's a very experienced options broker, uh, and good options brokers are very, very hard to come by. And um, we, we're big believers, uh, Ivan and I both are, are big believers that um, you know, we, we do a lot of our trading online and we talk about online trading a lot, but there are so many times where we need a full-service broker um, because we're too busy to put trades on or they can uh, watch or we're doing a strategy which we may not be doing that regularly, so finding the right price points and so forth and getting the best bills can be a challenge. And that's where, um, you know, you, you, you can, it doesn't matter, like, you know, you talk about you pay more money for a full-service broker, but if they can get you better fills and get you out of trades, give you good advice, um, talk you uh, into sense when you're being irrational uh, or greedy or overly fearful uh, and be a good mentor to you, they're absolutely invaluable. And uh, OJ is uh, one of the really good ones in the market. And um, we, um, we run one of the busiest online broking businesses, but we also run a busy, very busy full-service one as well, the Reach Premium. That's OJ uh, and, and his team's business, uh, which we support. And, um, uh, you know, and, and are always happy to, to, to recommend people go and, and use. So thanks for joining us, OJ. We've, we've got a whole bunch of questions for you. Um, but uh, yeah, thanks, for, thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, pleasure. We we'll do the usual housekeeping. Uh, obviously, joined by the CEO of Open Markets, Ivan Trulov. <laughs> um, and um, Ivan, welcome. Okay, okay. So, so Patrick, going forward, you have to actually say that with a straight face. <laughs> now that I've pulled up on you, uh, pulled you up on this like what five times, or maybe ten or twelve, but who's really counting? You've got to actually, like, put on a straight... <laughs> you should be happy. Um, any advice contained in tonight's presentation is general only, and it doesn't take into consideration your personal circumstances. You need to decide for yourself whether it's appropriate for you. And past returns are not an accurate indicator of future returns. Anything we talk about tonight um, is suitable for someone to consider if they're an experienced trader. If you are not... Um, then you need to go away and do some more uh, education and do things like play the options trading game, uh, take a trial on our platform and practice trade um, and the like. Um, but uh, trading is a risky business. And if you don't know what you're doing uh, at, and, and you're not prepared to learn, you, you are not going to make money trading. It's as simple as that. So tonight's sessions, I think, a really important opportunity for us to share different traders and their insights to help you improve what you're doing or learn a little bit more. So thanks for joining us, OJ. Um, OJ, just a little bit um, about your background. How did you get into trading in the first place? What, what made you want to trade? Yeah, well, I guess um, I started at the ripe age of around uh, 22, 22, 23. Um, look, I haven't had a, a massive uh, career span across different institutions, but I did start, um, start at uh, leveraged leveraged equities, um, and I, I, I was the specialist in servicing options clients, uh, which, you know, yeah, you, you may have yeah, known a few. Exactly right, yeah. So back in, I think I met you in 06 with your old, uh, with your old firm there. So um, anything that was kind of options related, um, it was kind of passed over to me. Uh, specifically, um, they wanted to put a whole heap of work on me, but second of all, no one else knew options. In uh, in leverage, so um, they they just passed everything to me and, and expected me to, to handle the the operational side, the magical side, the risk side, and the reporting side. So I kind of fell into that, which was fine because um, you know when I when I first started at leverage at twenty, um, 
I was introduced to the trading world from a, from an equities standpoint, and um, there was an options product over there called um, Options Plus, and yeah. I, I could never get my head around Options Plus. Uh, no matter how much someone was explaining the concept to me, I, it just it it just didn't click. And then all of a sudden, um, a man by the name of Peter Benisevich, was a, who was a veteran there. Uh, gave me a 10-minute session on uh, calls and puts, and I immediately knew um, what to do after that. So that, that kind of got me going, and then I basically just started trading it myself using the margin lines, um, and then, yeah, just kind of, uh, you know. Um, did, just did, Peter, did Peter train anyone in the risk department at Leverage Equities what a call and a put was? <laughs> No, no, no. He wasn't that. He wasn't that. He wasn't that silly. So I, I think he was. Uh, he he was an account manager looking after his own clients. Uh, for some reason, he uh, he had a soft spot for me. to to teach me a few things. So uh, I'm grateful to to this day that he um, he was able to to show me the ins and outs of that. So um, yeah. which which led on to a lot of things because there was a lot of there was actually quite a bit of fraud that happened during that time as well in oh six oh seven where. A few advisors left with um, seven million bucks, and no one knew about it. So um, they, were, they asked me to look over that um, particular um, situation to see what was going on. It was actually quite simple um, um, that it happened, but yeah, it just you know ever since and then. That's the inside joke that uh, that Patrick had about risk management policies at Leverage Equities in six oh seven. Anyway, <laughs> what? What's We'll move on. We'll yeah, move on from the pains. Yeah, no. So, well, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, look, when you when you're applying uh, ETOs and, and and stuff with margin lending, obviously it gets a bit riskier. Um, if you you know you don't directly control the trading um, or the um, you know the third party agreements that happen with other third party brokers that use the margin yeah. lending service. So they were very careful with that, and they managed it well. And yeah, we um, uh, you know it's still a good product. In my opinion, so yeah, because yeah. we still use it as well, right? So yeah, um, and they used to. I mean, I think when that risk issue went down, um, we were at the time leverage equities fastest growing client. That was my claim to fame in '06, um, and then they put a margin on uh, sold calls of 105 um, percent. So if you sold a call. Even though it was at a higher strike price, you got a margin call immediately, um, which um, which was a very interesting uh, month for me when that happened. Yeah, <laughs> well, that, well. that just shows you the lack of understanding as well with, um, yeah. like you said, the risk management. So they applied 105% margin on the last price, uh, and that price was the last price. It wasn't a theoretical price. It just They applied it on the last price, uh, and if it didn't trade, it just traded on they, – they did it on the last trade of price. Yeah. as well so um, it blew everything out and uh, the simple like for example the simple thing was just to cap it if it's a call option you just cap it at the strike price and that's all you do um, and I suggested that and, and no one did it so anyway that's another story so another they story. eventually did it so, yeah okay. so um, they eventually did it so. what what is your um, your book like look like these days what sort of strategies are you using in the current market uh, look um, I guess it really uh, comes down to the, our, our client base. So, um, you know, with obviously with um, your online business and, and and some of the guys, some of the business that we do, um, you know, they are, they are a lot of just spread trades. You know, so you know your normal kind of bull put spreads or your your bear call spreads, um, and then some of the condors. You know, that was obviously predominantly what. Um, the strategies that we're, we're using in for, for quite some time, obviously that's the it's the protective strategy. So you kind of cap that, you know, you can you know your risk. Um, but just just of recent, um, been bringing on some 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 bit larger clients as well. So, and we're using the options strategy in a very simplistic way, uh, where um, they're looking at buying some stock. Um, you know, whether it be you know uh, the the top twenty or top fifty, um, they are happy to take any premium. In the meantime, um, instead of just buying the stock, so we'll sell some puts to take up the stock as well. And obviously, the advantage of that is, yeah, you're to you actually got the ability to enter at a lower price. Uh, if you do get assigned, it's great. But you pick up premium and you pick it up at the price you want. 
um, and then uh, we, we come up with some strategies to do some, some covered calls on it. If yeah. we um, take up the stock and if they get exercised, well, it's um, we just do it again. So that's yeah. that was probably it's quite recent as well because it's um, it's come more apparent with these these clients are, are looking for something like that as well, not just some of the spread trading that we do. So that's that's something of that we um, used to do a bit of spread spread trading on the XGIO. Um, is that correct? Correct. Yeah, we. St- yeah. Are you still doing that, or are you moving more still to do. stock? And we still do. Yeah. Sorry, they sorry, just cut out just now. Lost sound there for a second. Yep, sorry, you're still doing that? We're still doing that, yeah. So um, obviously there's, there's there's certain levels that we like and, um, you know, uh, I'm not too technical because Nick is more the technical guy in the yeah. in the group where he's picking certain levels. But if he's happy with with some certain levels, we always run it by the team and, and then we put out a, a, a trade note around um, some of the um, the levels we're happy to do with the... Uh, with so it is actually... It is quite interesting. I mean, Some of the spreads, from, yeah. from a group, a group of guys that um, you're actually, and I've, I've met a lot of trading desks, especially on the options side, due to my uh, past. Uh, but uh, but anyway, um, one of the interesting things that I've noticed um, ever from the first time that I met you guys was that you actually have that sense of teamwork, which uh, I haven't actually legitimately seen anywhere else. And you do actually bounce ideas of each other. You typically argue about them, uh, and then we'll settle on 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 national trade idea. How how have you guys kept like it's so rare? How have you guys kept together as a team for as long as you guys have? Um, yeah, look, it's a good question. Uh, first of all, it's um, Friday drinks is probably a good thing. Uh, <laughs> and she's. Uh, no, and uh, <laughs> no. Nah, look, it's we've we've known each other. We've known each other for a while. Um, so <laughs> yeah, well, that's yeah. Look, we've we've known each other for a while. Um, I think that's key. Um, and I think once you know each other for quite some time, you you get to know people's um, behaviours and, and and how they react and 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 what their views are in respect to um, all the topics that we discuss. Um, you know, we, we we don't always agree on something, um, but at the same time, um, if there's a if there's a good conviction for it, um, and we kind of you know almost agree, we we, we put it out there, um, and and sometimes it's it's not always hundred um, percent correct in respect to the trades, but it for 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 the clients that we kind of deal with, some of them do have quite a bit of input around that as well. So we sometimes we'll adjust it according to 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 you know some of their views that they kind of come up with. But um, I think it's key that we're we're, we're quite collaborative in respect to um, the input of information that we put together. Um, you know, um, our last one, for example, was AWC. Um, and it was just all it was just a basic buy right. Um, uh, Nick confirmed the chart. Um, uh, we liked the momentum. Um, they were reporting. Uh, our research said that they will do probably quite well. And it was up four percent on on reporting, and you know the strategy works because it's hit the level, and hit, you don't have to really worry about it. So that's a good, good, um, uh, good example of how we kind of collaborate on that front. But um, but like yeah, going back to your going back to your point, you know, it it is hard to find a group of guys that kind of um, kind of gel together with it. Yeah, but so, you know, OJ, it's, it's all about what, um, listening. I think. What do you think? The um, you, you deal with a lot of different people coming in, experienced uh, newbies, and, and so forth. Um, what do you put down to uh, say one person being successful and another person sort of failing in their pursuits as a trader? Um, I think it's I think it's when um, when you see new people kind of come in or um, you know being relatively new to trading, I think one thing is that they kind of get a little bit carried away when they kind of get too many wins. So, you know, if the market is on a, you know, bit of an upward trajectory and, you know, you're obviously the long, you're, you're, you're going the right way and you're, and you're long and so forth, um, it doesn't take a genius to, to win in that market, right? Um, and when, when that happens uh, and you get that bit of a momentum, um, it's it's 
it's um, I think it's prudent not to get a little bit carried away and get too confident or too cocky because uh, yes. when that happens, people get um, they kind of overcommit themselves in respect to some of the trades. Um, they think they're a little bit bulletproof, and yep. all it takes is just you know it's just one day uh, where you have one of those you know blood bars, and people just get scared and then they run for the doors and they say yeah that's not for me. So I think that's yeah. from what we've seen is, you know, you've got to, yeah. if you manage your risk and manage your expectations and, you know, don't go crazy, yeah. it's, um, it's a good way to keep uh, keep building your wealth, right? So. You mentioned that um, Nick's the, is the, 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 the more technical of the team. How do you arrive at your, you know, your, your trading decisions? Um, look, we, we use, obviously, your platform in respect to the implied volatility and, you know, and, and using the ADX figures and, and things like that and, and some of the, some of the lit things as well. But, um, we, we have a lot of, uh, we do a lot of reading. That's, that's basically it. And I don't know if, uh, Ivan, how your stance is around the, um, fundamental side, but, um, I, I am more on the fundamental side in respect to some of the decisions we make as well. So, um, but you know, that, that does change a little bit every now and then because, you know, people ask us about um, Afterpay and Zip, you know, fundamentally and from a valuation side, we don't like it, right? So, um, but it just keeps going up. So um, there's momentum on it. Um, how far does it go? We don't know. So there's, you know, with with the fundamental side on that, I'm, I'm completely wrong. But um, on the technical side, who knows where that goes? So we that's yeah. that's how we kind of work as a team, where we kind of make a decision where we're going to either enter or not. Um, if I've got a strong strong conviction to say, look, I don't care how much it's run and what the momentum is, that stock's going to crash uh, at some stage, and we all kind of go, look, this is not worth touching at the moment. Things like yeah. that. Right? So. What do you what do you think the most common sort of trading myth? Uh, you know, when you talk, you know, that, that exists is and 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 how do you debunk that, that myth? Um, uh, that's a no, deep, deep just, question, um, Patrick. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is a very deep question. You know, like, you know, there's things like there's the trends, your friend, and that's, you know, I don't know that you call that a myth, but, you know, it seems to be going the right way at the moment. So I, I don't think that's incorrect. Um, you know, myths that um, you can just keep training and you'll be bulletproof. I don't know if that's a myth again, but that that, that doesn't happen. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Never really thought of specific myths. Yeah. One of those th things is uh, that we kind of um, have a bit of a, a philosophy around now is the, the herd mentality. We don't like yeah. the herd mentality um, because, um, you know, for example, where, yeah, the market recovered from the March lows and, you know, at even at 55 or 5,400, everyone, everyone was just saying, look, this is just a, a very short-term um, uptrend and we were going to crash back down before the low there. And I said to the guys too, mm -hmm. I said that's a perfect example of herd mentality. I, you know, never follow the herd mentality and where we are now. I mean, you know, we're not out of the woods yet. Yeah. <laughs> No, I think I think there's plenty of time to uh, for that one to, to be debunked. What advice <laughs> would you give to a newbie starting in uh, yeah, there's, trading? That's a myth there, right? There's a lot of myths there. So, no. <laughs> um, OJ, for someone new to trading, uh, if you get a new someone new, a client coming in that's new, or just someone that you meet, and know what sort of what's the first bit of advice you would give them? Um, I think. Yeah, the, the first bit of advice is, you know, a lot of um, traders just just re really need to read a lot, um, get as, as much information as you can. So you guys have got some tutorial videos around, um, you know, so we've got the, the whole options, the videos and, 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 and all the those other tutorials. And But um, for, for me, I always just say, look, you know, you really need to be in tune with the market, uh, which which requires a lot of reading. That's what I think, so... Um, you know, if you're if you're passionate about it, you'll be sitting in your bed reading the AFR or or whatever it is for you know another one you know one or two hours. And I think it's good to get a feel of the markets. Otherwise, you know, it's like uh, it's like me with gambling. I'm not very good with gambling, and I've got friends that are really good at it because they are 24/7 on it. 
So I'm not. So I will not gamble. But um, it's because they read a lot on it. You know, I, I don't know. They seem to be going okay. But you know, for it's the same for trading where you, you know you really need to be across everything. You need to do a lot of reading. So OJ, one, one interesting thing that you know I've always um, struggled with um, is that you know, like I can go and read the AFR quarter core. Um, but it just doesn't tell me as much as a chart for me personally. What do you look for when, when you're reading? What, what kind of articles are you looking for and how do they ultimately lead for you to, to come up with a position? Um, look, it doesn't specifically come up with the particular position that we want to kind of take, but I think it's more just from a macro level. So if we're reading around, you know, just the macro issues around, um, you know, at the moment, you know, we, we think the U.S. is still a big driver in the markets. You know, we would be constantly on uh, the global news around the election, uh, what it means if Trump's going in, what does it mean if Biden go in, you know, um, does that influence certain sectors that we like, um, you know, um, tech is on a, tech is on a, uh, an actual a raw at the moment, will that, will that keep continuing based on the valuation, so we'd have a bit of a read on all that, so it's not, you know, it's not specifically around doesn't go directly into uh, you know a, a particular trade note or anything like that, but it kind of gives us an idea of where we should be concentrating on, and then we kind of um, we kind of dumb it down from there. Yeah. Yeah. So, I noticed, so interesting. Sorry, I noticed you guys write a research piece and then you support it with a technical view, um, which is um, which is I guess something that you know you, you you need a team of people to do that 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 cover both spectrums. I think. Um, and it's interesting that you guys, um, you know, work closely together on that. So you guys, you're more on the fundamental side and then Nick will come in with a technical view. Are you trying to confirm each other's view and, and, and support it? Uh, how do you collaborate from that perspective? Yeah, pretty much. Or sometimes it's it's always the, um, uh, it depends what it is too. Like, you know, if, if you know, like we put something out the other day on XJO where the, um, uh, where Nick was talking about the Bollinger Bands and obviously the, the, the um the chart was getting a little bit narrower, so his his decision was around some sort of a breakout um, fairly soon. Um, there's no real, I mean, there is a little bit of a fundamental kind of um, kind of overlay on top of that, but because he's more concentrative on the on where that chart's going to go, we 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 you know, for example, myself uh, or Jason, we wouldn't really comment too much on the fundamental side there because the chart um, has so many strong emphasis around direction. We kind of just kind of stay out of it and we go, look, we actually believe that that's, that's probably the case. So we wouldn't put too much fundamental overlay on that. Yeah. I think, interestingly enough, I mean, you talk about, I mean, right now reading into fundamentals is crazy, right? Um, I was chatting to uh, one, of, one of our guys today um, who's, who's not a trader and uh, he's online so I thought I'd give a quick shout out there but one thing that one of the things he was saying that he found was quite interesting is that the in US in particular the stocks that were like close to death and in some cases involuntary administration have outperformed the stocks that actually were in a good fundamental position showing this massive rebalancing and reshifting uh, so to say um, how does it play out in your view over the next six to twelve months? I mean, what what does the market look like? Are we going to get back to normal reality, or are the Robinhood traders going to continue pushing the market? In your view, um, yeah. Look, it's, you know, to be honest, it, it is a hard one because this is kind of where we're stuck at the moment, and I don't know what your views around that. But um, you know, we're chatting about the same thing today, where we were. In the opinion that um, we 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 think we should go a little bit higher from here, um, uh, I'll bet some little bit of rocky road coming into the election. Now, there's a lot of talk around the election as well, um, mm. and we've been watching the price action uh, of late, where usually it's a it, it's usually a negative day and then gets kind of bought up during the day. But um, we've recently seen that a 6200 is a bit of a resistance level and it kind of gets mm. gets sold off during the day. So that's kind of, you know, that happened today as well. Exactly right. So you know, we were up, uh, we got sold off. Uh, we were up the other day, got sold off. 
which has been the complete opposite of you know maybe a month ago. Um, you know, you know, Nick would probably say around that that resistance is hard, getting a little bit harder to kind of break through. Um, from from a fundamental side, we we say that there's still no clarity around uh, what's happening in the next couple of months. Um, you know, overall, we think the markets are driven by stimulus and perceived optimism. But um, you know, we we haven't been going up as you know with the same speed as we have for the last three months or so. Um, so. Our views is that we, we could be tracking sideways again, but um, sooner or later, uh, and we don't. We, we haven't put a certain time frame on it, but there, there has to be a bit of a breakout. Now, I just had a question through from James, who's asked, when you, how valuable is paper trading when you start options trading? I think it's, uh, I think it's very valuable. Um, you know, you know, when people trade forex, they get a dummy dummy account or CFD as well. You know, they start a dummy account. It's a you know, it's a paper trade account just to get get used to it. I think it's like anything. You know, practice makes perfect. Um, you know, you 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 might not have fifty thousand dollars to to burn straight away. Um, when you my power in um, to to burn straight away, but I think it's very important. Um, it, it just especially for options as well. You know, you're not just buying a stock and then you're selling it. You know, you, yeah. you, you are trading options where you're, you're taking the stock. The, the price is different. You don't just get the price that you want straight away. Um, you have to do a protection leg, obviously, to protect your risk and things like that. So practice yeah. would be even more important for options. I never, never want to miss the opportunity to, to, to put a pitch in there, but if you do want a paper trade, you can, of course, get a take, take a trial on our implied volatility platform and we'll put 50 grand in your account, paper money, and you can paper trade to your heart's content. Um, so anyone that would like that, uh, just type in yes, and we'll set you up with a paper trading account. Um, and if you, anyone on the session would like a good options broker and would like us to uh, get OJ's details across to you, just type in OJ at any point in time, and we'll get you across to have a chat with OJ. Um, and have a look at, um, if you go into their uh, group, they can um, put you on their distribution list as well, and they put out their trade ideas and and so forth. There's some interesting stuff that comes out from the from the team over there. So type in OJ uh, if you'd like to get access to all of that. Um, there you go, Joe. Following a strong run on this on a stock, how would you determine if a traction will follow or if a new higher level is going to be set? I'm glad you're answering that one, not me. Go on. I think I know what stuff he's talking about. So the answer is um, it, it is it is quite hard. Um, we, we, we look at the stock um, just as a standalone, and I, I guess, look, from a technical side, if, you know, if it's reaching new highs every day um, based on, you know, whatever it's on, you know, you know, again, if you look at Afterpay, that just keeps going strength to strength. That valuation of the stock is ridiculous. Uh, I don't know how it's it's gone that much, but at the same time, um, and I, I don't look like using this cliche, but the trend is your friend. But there is um, at some stage where you you got to think there's got to be a bit of a pullback. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't care what anyone says, but um, you know. Um, but we 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 look at a lot of different factors on the stock. Um, we we try to work out. Um, if there's some some big retail money going in, which you know the retail guys don't usually push the stock that much, but you know like an afterpay, that's part of the MSCI MSCI index. Uh, I think that was back when it was sixty dollars or so. Uh, it's been pushed all up all the way. So um, we were talking to Nick today, and you know Nick uh, even said, "Well, uh, our fund manager is getting in because." They're almost forced to hold it. We don't know. Uh, there could be a possibility, but um, uh, we like doing a, as much research on the stock as possible, just to just to see um, where the you know where the volume is, what 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 why, and we kind of make our decisions. But it, it's overall, I, it's it's a hard answer. It's it's very hard to to make a call on it. So you know, if you look at another stock like CSL, you know they they were. Were, they just blasted through 100 up to 300, and so 
um, the, their market cap was bigger than NAB, uh, which made us to believe that um, some of the index funds were almost forced to hold it and forced to buy it. So we we made the conclusion that that was probably the case. And look, it, it has it, it's, it's held up, right? I hate to break it to you, CSL is now the biggest stock in Australia. But, you know, having said that, they are going to say they're the biggest the market cap. They're the biggest market cap. Yeah. Uh, last time we checked, 140 bill, and CBA was 125. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. well, there you go. So, uh, yeah, but tough. seriously, uh, for a stock that's going to, uh, for a company that's going to go on and save us from, uh, from, well, actually, you don't know what it's like, OJ, but for Patrick and I, uh, not that you can see by Patrick's background considering he's in office, but uh, for us Melbourneites, um, you know, at some point in time, uh, either we're going to find a coronavirus cure or we're probably going to murder our Premier Dan Andrews. One of the two is going to happen. Anyway, um, <laughs> that aside, so <laughs> I'll tell you what, I reckon he's like an influencer. Seriously, I reckon all he's doing is just promoting North Face. Like the amount of retweets and reshares and outrage that he sparked, he's all over my LinkedIn. I don't know what's going on. Anyway, um, sorry, uh, uh, that's, that's, that's how you get exposure. Sorry, I'll just add in. Uh, David made the comment: Mitsubishi Finance has been buying in almost every day since mid-March. Looking in at the uh, substantial holding report. Thanks for sharing that, uh, Daniel. What will happen to U.S. stock if Joe Biden wins the election? Why are yeah, you thinking we'll, about uh, again, that? We'll, we'll, kind of, yeah, we we were we were chatting about that as well. Um, it, it's Joe Biden is is a dollar dollar fifty to win. Uh, Trump is two dollars seventy three dollars odds to win at the moment, um, and that hasn't really changed too much um, over the last few months. And obviously they've started their kind of um, political campaigns um, and a lot of crap coming out with that too, So, well, which is which is funny to watch. Um, it looks like the market, is, I don't know, it's fair to say that we think the market sort of factored in Joe Biden coming in, given the fact he's a, he's a, he's a pretty big favourite. Um, at, at first, you know, we, we thought there was a, uh, a big negative because he's going to, Get an axe to the um, to the billionaires and start chopping a lot of tax or uh, charging a lot of tax to those guys and you know and, and really trying to um, destroy the corporate world in some in some sense. But um, I think there's a little bit of optimism on how he's going to handle China. I don't know. I I don't believe it, but I, I, we've heard around some of the the news that he 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 might be good in China. Um, I don't believe it though. I still think. Sorry. It was sixteen to one last time for Trump uh, uh, to win. It was sixteen to one. Um, yeah. So he, he was, two, he was sixteen to one. To one is, yeah. Everyone yeah, took him as a joke though last time. So twenty sixteen, when you know, when in that election, they all took him as a joke because they said. Who, who's you know, and 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 Clinton was a dollar twenty, but yeah. um, the 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 efforts of social media marketing now and some of the things that got put on there. I don't know if you've watched the um, what's the, the Cambridge report around yeah. social media influencing for the for the voting. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's it's a really good thing to watch if you if anyone wants to watch it, and I believe it's a, a big big factor in respect to influencing three hundred million Americans. Um, yeah. Because all they did was put out a lot of this stuff around Clinton, so I don't know if that made a difference. But if you watch the documentary, I, you'll be I just, convinced. That, I just loved how the two guys are. You know, like I've mentioned this before, but four years ago, Trump was the oldest president ever to be elected. His brother died the other week. His younger brother, three years younger. Like, you know, realistically. Joe Biden's prime minister, uh, uh, VP, is probably likely going to be the first black woman in Australia, uh, in uh, in America, president. It's, you know what I mean? Like it's just it's gotten to the True. point of absurdity. True. Like these guys are electing figureheads. One guy's seventy-seven, another one's seventy-four. Like in the entire country of America, is there anyone a little bit younger? Just a little bit. Just give give me someone in their fifties or sixties or something. <laughs> Someone who may um, make just, the next just get years. someone in that 
just get someone in that doesn't fall asleep in uh, press conferences yeah, and that, stuff. You know, it could be right. Yeah, I'll have a heart attack. Yeah, but I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't think I don't think Joe Biden will be good for markets. To be honest, uh, even if there's some sort of short-term, um, you know, positivity around it, um, he's going to take an axe to everything. Um, you know, um, Trump's the, he just he loves debt and he. And he um, he just loves cutting taxes, um, and he'll just keep spending and spending, and you know, mm. the, the the corporate lo- world loves him, right? So um, I, I don't think Biden would be good. So it sounds like we're uh, we we are setting ourselves up for somewhat of a uh, asymmetric risk situation on some levels, and uh, our stock traders love asymmetric risk. Um, but um, I mean, well, it's it's well documented how I'm. Uh, setting up my portfolio because I keep talking about it, and I've got I've got my extra um, puts in place. I've got um, the uh, uh, Patrick. Are we are we going to be in a position to start talking about our dispersion play on Thursday? Yes, I sent you. Uh, I sent you. Yes, a... yeah, yeah. It looked good. I didn't reply, and I I was just yeah. I was so amazed by it. Um, and also, I didn't see the basket, but it was, it was... I don't think it's a bad idea, that trade, actually. But anyway, the... the oh, um, uh, that, that's you know what? If, you, if it really makes you feel better, we can all come up and just say that it was your idea. Yeah. <laughs> so long as we get it away. No, it's an awesome trade. I have it's an awesome done the trade. trade. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, and, and the guy put it together very nicely. Um, I, do, I do have a cash play, which I will talk about later as well, maybe, if you allow me. Um, uh, which is which is my company, but um, so just going back to asymmetric risk, is this something that you mm-hmm. think is now? Are you guys setting yourselves up for the election? Potentially an asteroid hitting. I don't know if you're right, but we might have an asteroid hit us one day before the election, um, which apparently is no big deal. But um, say say that to the dinosaurs. But um, uh, how are you guys positioning your portfolio at the moment? Look, we live life on the edge, so we uh, we try to do a little bit closer. But um, uh, I guess, um, having said that, we would like to uh, do a lot of things quite soon because we we do agree that you know even if there is a um, some negativity around um, that period, um, it could be um, could be short and sharp of, of some of the reactions that. That, that could happen during that period. So, uh, but to be honest, we haven't we haven't positioned anything yet um, along that. And but um, we have been discussing it though, uh, and we have been looking at some of the um, available, even just having some um, some of the US ETFs just to, just to purchase mm-hmm. as well. Um, uh, but we yeah we haven't put specific option positions in place. I think um, so, yeah. Um, I, I think to, to cater for that, but uh, it's interesting one OJ, but. There's more stuff around at the moment that can trigger um, a big sell-off than you would normally be faced with, I guess would be what I would say. And I probably haven't formed a view that a trigger has occurred yet, but um, it's kind of like it's been a dry winter. We're about to go into a hot summer um, (laughs) and we live in the middle of the bush and... uh, they're forecasting high winds. I don't know. There's just a lot of stuff going on. It's going to take one thing, bingo, it goes up. But I'll be waiting for that event. But I, I think I'm probably with Ivan on kind of looking for hedges. It sounds like you guys are starting to consider that as well. Um, how would you hedge the market currently? We, we what, definitely are. Yeah. What would you? What's what would be your trade to hedge? Would you be looking at puts? Would uh, you? Be, uh, yep. Yeah, so it's a look. It depends on the particular portfolio, but you know, even some of the some some of the extra calls. If we're selling straight extra calls on top, um, uh, the bear call spreads as well. Um, some 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 clients aren't too um, uh, happy to go to on straight puts as well because the the mentality is around you know I'm just wasting money. I'm just buying it at, at a certain level. And it just kind of withers away with with, with time value, so um, it, it really comes down to the preference. But we we, we like to put a, a bit of a range out there as well. So we will, you know, and and and, and they are you know quite basic with around just purchasing puts at, at levels that we we agree on, and um, and trying to you know hedge with some of the call spreads, uh, bear call spreads on top there. So um, there's you know there's a lot of um, unhedging 
some portfolios out there as well. Yeah. So we, we give the options to say, look, you know, if you if you anyone's scared around some sort of pullback because a lot of people are, um, this is an option that they could take in, in respect to trying to hedge their portfolio, um, even if they're holding a portfolio for long term. This is this is something that they can use just to yeah yeah yeah, yeah you lessen the uh, lessen the pain. Beautiful. Well, for anyone that's on, if they've got any questions for OJ, put them in. If you, There's quite a few people have requested uh, that they get uh, in contact with OJ or on his distribution list. If you would like to be one of those, type in OJ um, and um, we will get your details across to OJ and the RTP team. Um, if anyone... To there's a couple of questions. Sorry, I'll just keep, keep, keep smashing through. Uh, what is the resistance of the All Ordinaries Index before it will hit a new high? Um, I think just on that, by the way, Daniel, I think it actually hit a new high today. Um, so I think that we're probably in, um, I won't say uncharted territory, but we are definitely in uh, potentially, you know, this moving averages and uh, Bollinger Bands that are probably worth having a look at. Um, so anyway, I think I'll just answer that one in that way. Uh, Joe, do you take a different yeah, no view or use different strategies when trading options for different price stocks, i.e. A&P versus CBA, uh, as an example? Uh, we, Patrick and I do, uh, but um, how, how do you look at it? Uh, yes, look, the answer is probably sometimes. Um, I guess it comes down to the liquidity. Too, right, so you know CBA, BHP, uh, no problem with liquidity at all. But if you're, you know, trying to fill some spreads with some of the uh, smaller ones, A and P, we were doing, we did Harvey Norman the other day, which you know the market makers don't even like touching, right? So um, it comes down to the whole liquidity piece on some of those smaller ones. So um, yeah, and you know, if we're putting on a spread, for example, where we're trying to go long, and you've got a certain price in, and no market makers are coming in to give you a proper price, um, in our opinion. It probably it's probably not even you know and you know plus with low volatility on stuff we probably wouldn't even do it so um, yeah to answer your question it, it does vary yeah they'll if you ask the market maker if they'll um, quote a, a spread on um, Harvey Norman you know the answer is no interest <laughs> anyway yeah. no interest no interest at no, all yeah no, so, anyway. we, we've noticed that with um, Comedy goal. Yeah, yeah. we, we, we've done that's a few. That's the first joke I've ever had you say, ever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, yeah. Mark. Um, hello, Mark. Uh, why go puts on XJO? What a. I'm, I'm struggling to read, but aren't you restricted by time in trying to pick the right strike? Uh, BBOS, the good old BBOS, which is a um, uh, bear fund ETF by beta shares. Uh, uh, yeah. um, so there's, I mean, there's a whole heap of reasons why uh, you would go with uh, BVOS or why you would go with with a, with a put option. Uh, the most important part is is that um, so one is these you, you do price in a one point. Oh, now you, now that's testing my mind. Uh, one point four-ish odd percent uh, fee per annum. I think slightly under. Um, so that's that's one part. Uh, the second part is um, if you're expecting a move quickly, uh, then the ultimate outcome of that is is that uh, the best thing that you get out of out of put option is you get the volatility spike. So um, you get leverage on that. You get a whole heap of, of benefits out of using a put option. Um, the other thing as well is that uh, it's a lot easier to hedge um, a portfolio and calculate based on the dollar delta. You can calculate your overall portfolio and then you can go and hedge that. Which, by the way, if if anyone's out there that, that's that's thinking about a hedge, uh, there's ultimately a couple of different things you can do. One is ultimately try and calculate yourself, which is one part. Uh, the guys on the desk, uh, OJ uh, and Co, can um, can help you uh, calculate that pot, that portfolio delta ultimately, and then and then hedge that. Um, you guys have got more experience uh, than I can imagine with people wanting to do that, which is just using straight XJOs um, and potentially weigh, weighing that up against some, some of the other options. Um, the other part is obviously um, cash-based in investments. Another part is, is things like 
Uh, Pat's got a uh, US hedge with some leverage on it. Um, uh, is that is that is that live yet? By the way, your US hedge? No, next Tuesday. Um, next Tuesday. Okay. Yeah. Um, Actually, I forgot about this. I'm doing a, a webcast tomorrow at eleven o'clock on it on that particular topic. Um, if anyone's interested, they can type in hedge. I'll get someone to invite you along in the morning. Um, but I might price up um, Aussie uh, yeah, puts. I, I guess. I guess with that. I guess uh, with that as well, if you if you look at the options game, um, you know where some of the guys have uh, picked the shorts very well by buying puts. Um, you can see the the differences in return with some of the um, minimal outlays as well. So that volatility really helps in respect to the um, to the return. Mm. So it's, it's pretty evident with the options game. Yeah. Um, the other thing as well is that. Um, sorry, Patrick. I'm gonna I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the spotlight for a quick second, uh, but. Um, Running running a broker allows us to do some interesting things uh, at open markets. One of the things we're looking at at the moment is, uh, and it is literally just this week, um, we're looking at introducing a uh, cash product, a special unit trust, uh, specifically for 708 to 20 investors. Um, Brock, my co-founder, and, my, and myself are two investors in that, so we've got 18 uh, or 17 left. Um, uh, it's uh, a cash uh, product which is over 100% cash backed. Um, if you're interested in parking cash somewhere for three, six, nine, twelve, or 24 months, uh, it pays a uh, return somewhere between three and four and a half percent. So if you're interested in, in a, a kind of a, if you've got money in a term deposit um, or thinking about putting money in term deposit and uh, you're a 708, that's a really good uh, cash adjusted return. Uh, risk adjusted return, so to say. So if you want to get access to that, let me know. Uh, we're so closing that off in front of you. Ivan, how, how does that work? So they're getting its cash backed. So is it? It's actually 200% cash backed. Um, there's a whole, I did a webinar on it last, uh, well, yesterday, uh, yeah. which explains that whole um, concept. Uh, but yeah, 708 only, um, special uh, uh, unit trust allocated to that. Um, so yeah, Brock and myself are putting in half uh, a mil into it, um, uh, and we we obviously we set it up in a way which was um, something that allows us to um, get a higher return on on cash. Ultimately, we're we're not in a position where we're we're buying a whole heap of equities right now. Obviously, I'm in I'm in hedging mode, um, and we're using this to go on and park a little bit of our. Uh, our exposure as well. Um, but, yep, if you're interested in that, um, I can explain that. It's, it's probably more than just a two-minute conversation um, just because um, it, it is there, is there are some complexities around it, but we explain quite clearly as to what it is. And yeah, if anyone's interested, you have to be a 708, but type in cash, and I'll, um, yeah. I'll pass that over to Ivan in the morning. Um, yeah, interesting. So it's... Anyway, I won't ask too many more questions it's, now. I'll just like, say I mean, that to provide but, you with I'll, I'll yeah. Uh, yeah, it gives us. I mean, our, our volumes have tripled um, over the last well since we since we took it over, and part of that is is our um, cash market margining concept is, has increased significantly. The thing about that, you know, um, banks issue capital notes to get a lot more of it on, um, and uh, they pay roughly three percent, and it's completely unsecured. <laughs> so, um, and they force convert you into cash later into into stock later down the track. So with us. Um, it literally it mimics a term deposit, um, and um, it gives you roughly three x returns on what a term deposit is. Uh, we based it on uh, looked at Finder on, on on the weekend. Uh, the highest the highest uh, paying uh, term deposit is one point four five percent. Versus how versus four percent. How long are you in there for, Ivan? What's the term? Uh, uh, three, six, nine, twelve, or twenty four months. Um, oh, and on it's it's flexible. Uh, the cash rate, the the rate that we're paying is different, starting from three to four and a half, four point three five, depending on on how long you're you're doing it for. Um, and uh, so so we're Rock and I are doing it for a year. Uh, that's paying three point six percent per annum. Uh, and you can you can redeem early thirty days notice. Um, but there is there is a penalty similar to a term deposit. Yep. Yeah. Cool. And thanks for the guys that said yes. <laughs> All right, beautiful. Hey, I've got to um, I've got to get on my bike before eight pm. So um, <laughs> I, have to, 
Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Otherwise, I'll get five rest. minutes to get home. Yeah. Um, I, I, believe, I believe you are allowed for work purposes, but if they ask you, what were you doing at work? Oh, I was running work tasks. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was keeping the, the, the flames burning for the capital markets, essential, essential working. Um, <laughs> uh, well, we've been we've been on for an hour. IG, there's been quite a few people that have requested information uh, or to get in contact. So um, we'll get all that information across to you in the morning, um, and so that you can uh, send people emails and so forth, get in contact. Um, if for uh, anyone that hasn't already wants to have a chat with IJ um, and follow their ideas and so forth, just type in IJ. Uh, they are an excellent team. Um, we. We had Jason talking uh, ooh, a month or two ago, and um, you know, Jason and OJ, uh, I, I guess, really head that team up. They're really good advisors. Uh, Ivan and I, Ivan Trade Floor Business runs a risk management system that uh, the majority of advisors in Australia look at. Um, when we went through the process of really wanting to have a full service team, because we understand the importance of having online, but also having full service as well. There's a they both have a role to play. But it's really hard to find qualified options advisors. There's a lot of people that sort of moonlight doing a bit of options, whereas these guys run an options book. It's a significant options book. I see it every day. And they've got big trading clients, uh, very experienced traders uh, that work with them. And these guys are looking for someone that really knows what they're talking about, uh, and, they, and, and you get that with the team. So... Um, we'll, um, yeah, if you're interested in talking to the guys, we'll get your details across there. Have a chat to them about what you do and how you go about it, what you're looking for. If there's a match there, great. Um, we're hopefully we've done you a good turn in, in, in the introduction. Um, and, um, but, uh, yeah, otherwise all good. Beautiful. Uh, OJ, good to see you, mate. We'll see you up in Sydney yep. when we can next get on a plane. Um, yeah, and so, uh, maybe, uh, maybe well, January. We'll, we'll see you in the next two years, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've got to get you in another office. We shut the office in Sydney when uh, COVID hit. Are you enjoying working from home or would you like to get back into an office? Look, I, um, I was just telling uh, Danny before, uh, I, I, I do the uh, the kids uh, pick up, I drop off, I, I, I do the drop off at dancing and soccer yep. and everything like that. So yep. uh, the, the day is full on with that, uh, with, yep. um, w- coupled with, um, with trading. So it's lucky we have a team because there's yep. always someone there as such. Um, but it's, you know, we do miss the city. I, I, I did go in the city the other day and, um, it's still very quiet, very yeah. quiet. Um, Governor Phillip Tower, I went to the cafe there, which is, you can't, you, you can't walk through there during lunchtime. And I was the only person in that cafe. So yeah. mm. big difference at the moment. We've, so. um, I've, I've got an office up in Sydney now. So, um, yeah, maybe we, we should chat about that one. Yeah. It's about sounds good. Thank you guys for coming tonight. Um, <laughs> for those who requested um, uh, to speak to OJ, we'll get that across. Hedge session tomorrow at eleven. Type in hedge or cash. Otherwise, guys, have a wonderful night. We'll be back on next week. I don't know who we've got next week. I haven't, I haven't checked. Uh, Danny's online. No, Danny's not online. She can't tell us. But we'll have another trader on. So um, we'll see you next week, um, guys. Thanks for taking the time. And OJ, well done. Thanks, mate. We'll see. Uh, we'll catch up with you soon. Perfect. All right. See you later, guys. Whatever you take, take it easy. <laughs>